I messed it up too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome you to Porch Talk. Porch Talk. This is an untapped and vinyl. This is your host, Alan. And Monk. And it's been a while. Yes, it has. I've got a plethora of beers for us. I'm very interested. I've not taken the first sip waiting for us to get this thing started. But uh, today, 8, 8% uh, Parish Brewing Company out of uh, the Parish, Louisiana, Broussard, Louisiana, mm-hmm. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they teamed up with the uh, other half brewing company and did a beer called uh, Double IPA called Okra. It's so. a banger, dude. It's like uh, it's been a stable for me. Yeah. Me it was one it out, of those man. to where uh, I walked into Coconuts. Yeah, and anytime I see something by Parish, I was like, probably, Definitely. probably yeah. gonna be good. Man, I mean, you can't go wrong with Parish. Um, like the the Bloom, I think it's called. That thing's banging. Of course, uh, Ghost if you of the can Machine. find it, yeah, it's hard to. I think Bloom may be seasonal. Yeah, I think so. Man, it's so good. Such a good beer. Have you seen that they started packaging the Ghost of the Machines in Tall Boys? Have they now? Yeah, that's so, got a little dankness to it there. It it is a little dank, like it's like the okra to me is probably right below Ghost of the Machine and Bloom. It's probably a number three. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would put it there. But I mean, are they trying to? I'm thinking about the name. Like, what the hell's up with the name? I mean, is it? Are yes, yeah, it's interesting. And I, like, uh, this is a malt beverage and does not contain okra. Okay, all right. Well, there we go. That's what I was wondering because. I was like, are they trying to mimic okra? I mean, for one, that sounded totally weird and crazy in a beer. But you know, these days, this is they're putting pickle juice in beers, shit. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we've talked about it time and time again, and I turn my nose up to it every time. But the four twenties, yeah, to where like, if I wanted to have the aftertaste of yeah. marijuana, yeah, I exactly. think I would just smoke a joint. Yeah, that's totally gross. But uh, yeah, this is one of the beers to where you yeah. know how sometimes they'll put the story on uh-huh. there. Yeah. This is one where I want the story. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Why are we calling it okra? It does not contain okra. Answers a lot of questions for me, but good stuff, though. Yeah. So well, how brother, you been, man? Yeah, a little catch-up. Yeah. Man, I have, uh, I've been going, going, going. Going, it's been going. good. A lot of a lot of new uh, guests on the show. Had a lot of yeah. great interviews. You've been like Mister Mister Video lately, having your your face everywhere. Yeah, your, your video, your film, and stuff. That's pretty cool. Trying to move on into that. Yeah, I've, Zoom makes it easy. Yeah, sure. And sure. then with uh, with some of the other shows, like if I go on another podcast and they do video, yeah, we'll run with that. But like, I I just don't like running. The sound and the video at the same time, so it's probably something not. I'm not because I'm not interested. Oh, just because you're you just too complicated. Well, it's not that it's complicated. It's like I don't like having the one view. Like if if it's you and I sitting across from each other at the table, sure, and we have the iPad or whatever set up. Yeah, and you like to be able to go between. Yeah, whoever's yeah. talking. Yeah, exactly. It, I, lo- it looks better, that. and it's like. Because when I watch a podcast, which is rare, I mean, I typically just throw on Spotify or Apple Podcast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, I'm driving, and I'm not, I'm, but uh, some podcasts I do enjoy watching. But it's more entertaining if like you have a camera for each person. Yeah, and you got well, somebody I, I, pressing buttons. I totally get it, and and I guess too with more cameras, it may be a little less distracting 
because I remember the times that you and I have done it with the iPad. You find yourself it's like just... I find myself talking to the, the iPod, iPad, yeah. you know, rather than talking to you because I feel like people are watching us on Facebook Live or whatever. You know? Right, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, want to entertain them. Yeah, and like when we do it off the iPad, whether it's Facebook Live or like we've done in the past or even YouTube Live, it's yeah. like every now and then you'll have someone stop by and it's like I, I don't want to miss it. I want to interact with them because – Man, that, that's that's really good content. And yeah, it's sure. Fun. It's fun to interact, and like they might have something to add that we probably never would have got to, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun. True that, man. But uh, eventually, I've been talking to a videographer about jumping on the team and uh, just trying to work out the the finances. And then another thing is like, how sporadic am I? Like, I uh, hit you up yesterday. Hey, let's hang out tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And no, I know, I, and I know a lot of people can't just drop on a dime like that yeah yeah i know i hadn't talked to you in a while so i sent you a message what saturday or sunday or yeah. something like hey what's going on he's like hey it's good we get together soon make sure and then he calls me tomorrow yesterday and he said hey you want to do tomorrow so i'm like heck yeah let's do it yeah so, man been missing you man. i'm glad you did man yeah i've like same with uh you know uh brother Cobb, big john like uh all the regulars like you've been a busy man yeah i i feel like we all have and yeah, like yeah. each of us like uh Cobb's busier with work. John's going through some life changes, and I mean, you're you're on the healing path, man. Yeah, I'm on the healing path, but I mean, really, my life is rather boring. I worry that my wife's going to get bored of it, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, I would rather just sit at this house and not because I'm working from home now. Oh, great! Uh, I finally found this work life mix that I that I'm enjoying, and I'm able to recuperate and get you know get better. It sounds kind of weird after a year and a half that I still need to recuperate. It's still a journey, still, man. Um, it's going to be a journey of another you know, year or two or three. So, um, you know, I've found the work life mix that works for me. And I mean, if me and the wife could start us a, a garden, sustain us in the back, I'd be happy with locking the doors and just me, her and the two cats stay here all the time. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> occasionally no- go to, go to her mother's house and then we're good. You know, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, like just apart from like hosting the open mic and, um, I had a I had a couple of shows planned. I was going to play up in Tennessee, outside of Nashville, and I had a couple of shows in South Mississippi planned. And the way it fell, I wasn't able to get off work, so I had to cancel. And then I thought about it. It's like it's been almost a year since I've been like on the road playing shows. Yeah. And I was like, do I miss it? <laughs> it's it's kind of nice just like focusing on the podcast and yeah. like not giving up the music thing, but. Yeah. I feel like I'm at like a time right now to where it's like... Well, I mean, you're getting older, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I can notice a definite calm down in you, um, because we had the episode where we talked about drinking a lot. Yeah. And uh, not drinking a lot, you know, and we've both been doing better with not drinking so much. Yeah, dude. Went from so, every day to like now I'm like two or three days a week. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's, a, it's a growing up process, you know, I mean, I'm 20 some odd years older than you. Um Am I? Wait a minute. I don't know. Anyways, 32. You're 32. Okay. So I'm almost, almost 20 years older than you, um, 17, 18 years. But, um, I mean, it seems like I shouldn't be having the same conversation about, you know, laying off on drinking like you are. Well, I think, (laughs) I think it was a lifestyle, man. Like, uh, with the persona and everything that, you know, monk and your job. I mean, yeah, that was, yeah. And that was, I think that was real something that happened after the stroke too, because Indy's only kind of, started to fade after my stroke and then eventually you know of course it went away in march but um i think i'd be like this whole big thing hit me 
Like, I'm not in Tuscaloosa anymore. I'm not Monk on the radio anymore. The majority of the times when I go to Druid City Brewing Company, I may see three people that say, hey, Monk, can you give me a hug? Other than that, it's a bunch of kids I don't ever, I've not ever seen. Yeah. You know, it's just a college town. That's the way things go. Um, I've been off the radio now since March. So, I mean, people forget you quick in that situation, you know? Yeah, dude, uh, um, that's why I try to keep the the candle going at both ends with the podcast. There you go. You know, it's you incredible. Do, like, yeah. If you get on a schedule, like we, I try to do every Tuesday, Thursday. I might throw an extra episode at you on a Friday or something. But, like, if you miss a Tuesday or a Thursday – yeah, your 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 faithful might write you be like, "Where's that?" Yeah, and then if you were to take a break, they might have done forgot. Yeah, or found someone else to fill that void. I get it. Yeah, you know, because a lot of podcasts for people, it's like, I'm counting on this for Tuesday because that's an hour, hour and a half of me at work to where I'm I'm hanging out with the fellas. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people got their life to get get on with. You know, they got a routine of things they do that's every it. day. You know. Um, I've always said, too, I mean, and no disrespect to anybody that I was in radio with back in Tuscaloosa, but there was a time in Tuscaloosa where no, there was not a DJ that promoted himself better than I did. Um, and I'll say that. I mean, of course, I had a beer named after me that made it really fucking easy, you know. But um, if you don't think you're a rock star, nobody else will. So what we're doing right now is more important to us than it is to anybody else. So we got to make them know and think it's important. Yeah. You know, we got to make it a thing. We got to put it in front of them and go, hey, here's another option of something you could do. It's that whole fake it till you make it thing, man. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, what the, I think the cat was from here in Columbus, Mississippi, was picked up by Leonard Skinner and used to, Ian. Used, yeah. used to throw all the stacks of speakers up like he had a wall of sound yeah dude it was it was fake it wasn't none of it real but hey he said he was a rock star and therefore he was yep that's what you got to do so but like you said if uh if you don't believe who else is going to yep because everything you do is more important to you than it is to anybody else because they got their own stuff to worry about you mm-hmm. know so my if you never learn anything with your time spent with me learn that <laughs> be a rock star right dude. On, dude. I, the, uh, I can't do it as much anymore as I used to but I mean I still rock the personality it's a <laughs> it's a Tuesday and so I dropped an episode with uh, Jordan Hans and I found him almost a year ago uh, he does a thing called Tiny Boat Sessions and yeah. I found him because he had a friend of the show a friend of mine uh, Greg Padilla of Red and the Revelers mm-hmm. and so he would have uh, musicians come on share four songs while he wrote them on his rowboat so you have this aquatic background okay and a very interesting project and like he and i had been back and forth for uh for almost a year trying to get this set up so they they were on the boat playing the songs mm-hmm. and he rode mm-hmm. that's unique very unique and it's it's like uh i used to be really into the tiny desk yeah yeah yes very yes. very similar to that but it's its own vibe you know yeah but a uh, funny thing, like he sailed the uh, or rode the Atlantic Ocean. First time he did it, it was a race. Uh, they were the only Americans. The other three teams were uh, British. Wow. They went from New York City to London, England. Damn. And uh, they won. Yeah. Guinness That's World crazy. Book record and uh, didn't pack enough food. So, you know, I'm imagining there was a lot of strife between crewmates. Sure. Not being able to get How the calories you need. Dude, uh, we're talking 60 plus days. Yeah, almost three months on the water. Well, did he stop and sleep in a boat? 
they uh, did it in shifts, and so the boat that they were on, it had a cabin to where you could go down, and they went down. You know, two two would always be up rowing, and another two would be down. Wrestling. My goodness, the arms you'd have after sixty days of rowing, dude. They lost so much weight. Yeah, I'm and sure. I got super fit, I bet. Yeah, and uh, that just sounds totally. But the advice, like he's he's out of Seattle at this time, and they were prepared everything, and he ends up at the Salty Bar, and uh, this salty guy that was at the bar big beard barley gnarly looking guy uh you know asked asked him he was a younger man then he's uh so what do you do and he's like well we're at this point it was the last thing that i wanted to talk about we were preparing to row across the atlantic ocean yeah and uh i hadn't done it yet so it's but i had a duty to if you wanted to ask i had felt like i had a duty to tell you sure and he was like well I'm about to, uh, me and three friends are about to row, claw, uh, row a boat across the Atlantic Ocean in a race. <laughs> and uh, the dude's advice was, uh, and I, I think it's all facets of life, uh, whatever your first fuck up is, it all depends on how you recover. Sure. <laughs> there you go. So it's all about the recovery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we laughed about that for a minute, but then I thought about it like just in every aspect, you know, whether it's working radio or uh, playing a gig or, yeah. I mean, whatever it is that you're doing, like your first fuck up, learn from it yeah. and move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a friend who used to look at me every time that um, I would do something wrong or something bad would happen. He'd look at me and he'd go, so did you learn anything from this? And they wouldn't have, I wouldn't have to answer them or nothing. We'd just both giggle. And that would be it. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Did you learn anything from this? Sure. Okay. That was my first fuck up. Yeah, so. But, yeah. I mean, I, and that goes yeah. to the drinking. It's like, uh, thankfully, man, I don't have any DUIs. I've never been in any bad car accidents. Nope. or nope. Me, yeah, me either. Or anything of that nature. But I think about some nights where I probably deserved it. Even even the one night, Alan has the worst luck, <laughs> and we we've, we've covered oh this before, God, like yeah. years ago. So we we were, we did the podcast in my apartment, <laughs> and we had got a little little tanked, and we had been earlier to to the Columbus Arts Council. Early where James, he had, he had parked his uh, truck. And I said, "Man, why don't you just sleep here?" And then slip it off, and he'd go get out in the morning. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no problem. So we slept, woke <laughs> up, went to his truck, and somebody had hit it in the middle of the night. Yeah. And totaled, about totaled it. Yeah. <laughs> and the way it was parked, it was like they hit it from the back and then pushed it up onto the, the street into a streetlight pole. And so damage on the back, damage on the front. Yeah. And I remember walking up on the scene, and I was like, it didn't register with me. Yeah, and as I got closer, I was like, started rubbing my eyes. I was like, I'm, I'm still drunk. No, this, this, this is no. Yeah. And I got closer and closer, and I was like, huh. Well, let me call the police. Yeah, you <laughs> called me and said, "Hey, my car just got hit, man." Yeah. And so I ran down to yeah. check it out. <laughs> we saved, we saved the uh, whoever hit me's uh, side mirror. Yeah, forever. it was for a while. Yeah, I got, <laughs> finally texted you one day. I said, "Should I just throw this away?" Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, and uh, what a great night that was, hanging out with Early. <laughs> yeah, really good. And really. now, I mean, look at, look, I mean, which he's with VZI with Dan Arbach, and, I mean, about to go on his second European tour? I guess so, yeah. Uh, man, look at, just thinking back from all the episodes gone by and all the success a lot of these cats have, have found, man. Yeah. This is. This episode of Porch Talk is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Caldera Lab. 
if you go to calderalab.com slash porch, uh, at checkout, you can use promo code porch and save 20% off your total purchase order. A little bit about Caldera Lab. It was clinically tested to work on dry, normal, and oily skin. Nine out of ten men who tried this product continued to do so, and they could tell a difference uh, with their skin. Uh, there's an improvement in the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, elasticity, dark spots, skin tone, and more. It really helped me out with the crow's feet and the wrinkles on my forehead. I have been using the good for about a week now and they also uh, sent me the clean slate icon and the base layer and uh, i've never really been into skincare products i was excited to give caldera lab a shot and i'm glad i did and so as you get a little bit older like myself um, maybe you would like to give these skincare products a try for your face and Maybe you'll tell a difference just like I am. Uh, I'm 32, but I'm currently looking about 23. So uh, look out for me. Once again, if you go to calderalab.com slash porch, use promo code porch, and you'll save 20% off of your purchase order. Back to the show. It's been a joy. Like, and new listeners, I've been encouraged. I was like, go back on older episodes. It's like, check out some of the people who's came by and i was like you might be surprised yeah i mean we didn't have like presidents or anything like that but there's been some good folks on your show man yeah met uh, some good folks on untapped and vinyl mm-hmm. taylor hollingsworth 89 volt um early james mm-hmm. some good stuff man us yeah <laughs> and uh, i mean we've you've co-interviewed with me at the sunstroke house too right yes i have did we did uh i did not do the crickets we did uh soren bryce soren that's it um was that the only one, I think? And then Jamie, she did Erica Winterstrom with the Heartless Bastards. Yeah. And uh, she did... Who my cousin's been out on tour with for... Adam best, Hood. Best, yeah, oh yeah, we did Adam Hood, too, yeah. Big deal. And his name's been coming up a lot lately. He's a, a lot of these younger guys, like yeah. uh, Mississippi Mason, uh, like, you know, early 20s. Yeah. They are really gravitating toward his songwriting. So props to him, man. Yeah, I mean, to think about the time you had Adam Hood on, the night before he played the opera for the first time. Yeah. So <laughs> that's pretty large. Very large. Pretty Which, cool. I mean, i got a lot of respect for him, dude. Uh, yeah. There's not a finer songwriter. And plus, good old Alabama boy. Yep. Good old Tuscaloosa. Well, I, actually, Opelika. He's, he's from uh, Opelika. Yeah. yeah. Auburn side of things. Yes. That's Ooh. why That's why when you see pictures that he and his wife post of of the kids, one of them's wearing Alabama, one of them's wearing Auburn because their house divided. Yeah, because she's a she's a Roll Tide fan, like us. Well, uh, we will be through with the okra shortly. You're beating me to the punch, but man, yeah. well, well, you've been talking more. Wanted to move on to. Uh, I think this might be uh, your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Dirty South. Yes. So I'll set it up, I guess. Alan, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And he was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know either. Let's just, we'll just wing it. And he said, well, you know, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, Dexatines and drive-by truckers lately. And I'm like, oh. So that's like that dirty South Rock stuff, you know, dirty Dude, Southern Rock. I was cooking, uh, and a buddy of mine was over the playlist. Shout out to you, Clay, if you're out there. And, uh. He was just going back and forth between uh, drive-by truckers, yep, early Jason Isbell, 
And uh, he had one more in the mix that would have been in that Dirty South. And, man, I just forgot, like, and, I, and I've been, like, the past couple of weeks, uh, I have been, like, on my, what I listened to when I was a teenager. Sure. And, like, a lot of those, I was into Lucero heavy when I was a teenager. And I was yeah. like, all that started coming back up. And I was like, it's got a sound, but I can't put my finger on it. And then you said Dirty South. And I was like, that makes the most sense. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I think that, for me, the title comes from, I, get, I think, the Drive By Trucker's Dirty South record. So that's kind of where my brain was at when I think of the Dirty South. That's the sound. Because I've always described the way that, um, with the Dexatines, the way that Elliot and Lee Baines approached the guitar was real dirty, like dirty, rough, grizzly rock. And so that's kind of where my brain was going. But I said to you, I said, well, I'll make us a playlist mm-hmm. and share it with you. Well, I went to do that last night, and I got to realizing, it's like, you can't really, it's not It's not one one sound. Because when you think about the drive-by truckers, you can't just put them down to putting people on the moon or um, um, hell no, I ain't happy. I mean, you, that's not what the drive-by truckers all sound like. You know, because you've got with, back in the day when you had Jason Isbell in the band, and you had Isbell singing, you had um, Patterson Hood. Patterson Hood and Patton? No, no, Matt Patton. Well, he's singing now. He sang on the, they did a cover of Ramon's song, but um, um, Cooley. You know, so you had yeah, the three yeah. of them all singing, so there's different styles. Um, and some of the stuff, you know, uh, some of the Cooley stuff's acoustic. And so it really, you know, it's like, if you go to Spotify or wherever you go and just go to Artist Radio, you're not going to get like one band that sounds like Drive By Truckers. Because the Drive By Truckers sound like many different types of things. So when we include, when we say, because I, I could start the list out by saying Lucero, Drive By Truckers, uh, Lee Baines the Third, The Glory Fires, The Dexatine, Slobberbone. Um, Shout out to our man in the third chair. He's on, the, he's on Ghost. Yeah. And, Taylor. Yes, and we can say the, the blips. Brad Armstrong. You know, I mean, there's so many different people. Brad Armstrong was a, the Dexatines member. 13 Ghosts. Um, and 13 Ghosts. Um, but where was I going with this? <laughs> I lost I it. Just making the playlist. Yeah, making the playlist. And then, then all of a sudden I'm like, well, there's other bands that I want to include. There's other people that fit what I'm trying to say because like the new band Wednesday fits in there. Rat Boys fits in there. Lily Hyatt fits in there. Lydia Loveless fits in there. Speaking I mean, of so many people, Lucinda Williams fits that. So the genre is much bigger than I was thinking. So it's not just a dirty. I guess it still is a dirty rock. It can be a dirty rock, but there's so much more that the, the Drive By Truckers Dexatines play this can be. Yeah, you, you could think about putting Leo Bud Welch and um, uh, Jimmy Duck Holmes squirrel, in there. Squirrel Nut Zipper. Squirrel nose zippers would fit in there, you know. So it was. It really. I was like, well, I can't really. We could talk about the Dexatines and talk about drive by truckers, but there are so many other bands we could still talk about, you yeah. know. Um, Speaking of the Hyatt, dude, did you see that John recently was put in the hospital? No, I did not. I think it was heart problems, man. Maybe a oh, heart attack. Uh, yeah. Shout out to that. I mean, you said Lily, and I was like, they happen to have been on my mind, you know, for the past couple of days. Well, I'll tell you another cat that you could add into that. He's a little more country. Um, and we actually, he just passed away today, was Charlie Robeson. Yeah. 
Yeah, he um he had heart. Happy attack. birthday in heaven, dude. Yeah, he had a, he had a cardiac arrest today. He was at one time married to Emily from the the Chicks. Um, they divorced a couple of years ago or whatever, but uh, fantastic musician. He would have been what fifty six. He wasn't that old. No, he wasn't. He was about fifty six, fifty six, fifty seven years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be really a lot, man. Lately, I mean, Jimmy Buffett even that was that was heartbreaking. Really was, man. I didn't realize like you know you know you think cheeseburger in paradise, Margaritaville, and you think about the hits, but like when you actually go through the yeah. Jimmy Buffett catalog, yes, he's oh got some gosh. bangers on there, dude. Yeah, Pirate looks at. 50, 40, I mean, so many fins. I mean, any of the songs you know by heart, yeah. you know? And just like, uh, just people in our area or just musicians that I know that, you know, we got a pretty big circle on Instagram. We all follow each other and support each other. And they were, uh, they started putting out covers. It was like, this was my favorite Jimmy song. And it was like, some of them I had never heard before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, yeah, I, got, I, gotta, I gotta go, man. I gotta, what, he, he had a massive volume of I don't remember the number but it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been uh he'd been battling cancer for many years, so I don't like, know if he was that vocal about it, but I like that. It's kinda like the cat uh yeah. from uh, I can't think of his name, but he played the Black Panther. Yes. And he never said a word. Bozeman. Yeah, Bozeman. Yeah. And uh, he never said a word and he just See y'all, yep. I'm out. Yeah, and then you think of people like Pee Wee Herman mm-hmm. who kinda knew Things were happening, so he put out a little post saying, you know, y'all release this when I'm gone, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but Charlie Robeson, shout out to him. We lost him today. He could fit very well into that category with the drive-by truckers and Dexatines. Well, as much as we talked about Lucero and some of these bands in the past and we're doing a little focus on them, I don't know if I've ever uh, asked you, but uh, how did you find Lucero? Well, I, it's a weird story. Um, I've known about Lucero. I knew about him for years, but I never just in your. If somebody's going to out there is going to hear this and want to kill me. Maybe Haley or Kaylee or somebody because <laughs> I have such a, and I mean this in the nicest possible way and not in a weird way, but I have a man crush on Ben totally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like people in your life that you would like to be a little bit like. And I wish I wish a guy saw like that, you know. <laughs> um, it's never too late. You're, you're doing it now. <laughs> I can start smoking more cigarettes, but uh, no, I, I actually don't smoke anymore. But um, so I, I never cared for Ben's voice. I just never understood. I'm like that. Just is a little too gravelly for me. I don't really care for it. Well, fast forward many years, um, my ex-wife asked me for a divorce. Um, we had been married for ten years, and mm-hmm. I was like, I was floored. So I ended up up at uh, with my buddies up at Seasick Records in Birmingham, and Shout I was looking it, through uh, used their used section, and I found Lucero. I think it was uh, Rebels, Rogues, and whatever, whatever the album is. And um, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna grab this. I'm gonna check it out. Um, and I grabbed it and took it home, and I put the needle on the record, and every song just hit. Ben's voice made sense. Because I felt the emotion in his voice, the sadness. I felt the the longing, the what, what everything I was feeling. He was expressing on this record, and maybe might have been Rebels Rogues. I forget what record it was, but I just from that point on, I was like, "Holy crap, this is my jam!" You know, because up till then, 
I mean, The Doors had been my one. The band I always claimed, that's my favorite band of all times, The Doors. Shout that out, man. 16 like, horsepower. I, you know? I, I used to hate The Doors. I, yeah. I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. And uh, shout out to you, Brother Cobb, man. Like, uh, he sat down with me one night. There's an excellent documentary. I mean, there's several about The Doors. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was, but... It, it did a good job of like spotlighting the two sides of Morrison. Yeah. Like there was the. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't Oliver Stone's The Doors. That was not. The, he was more than that. More yeah. than a drunk. And yeah, there, and there was, two, there was two parts of it. Like there was that, I guess, you know, rough, rowdy. Mm-hmm. And then there was a. There was, Sweet poet. Yeah. Yeah. And like I never. Because everything that you would hear on your classic radio were like. Door songs that like, yeah, Mojo Rising, yeah, yeah. we get it. But and and like when I think about the Doors, yeah, that's a good introduction. But it didn't do it for me. Yeah. And like as as I dug into the Doors, I was like, I like all this stuff that's not on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Get down to to Morrison Hotel, which is my favorite Doors record, or L.A. Woman, or you know those records when they start to incorporate the blues. That's when like I really I feel that. Mr. Mojo rising thing, you know, I love it. But that's that's what happened with me and Lucero, and then like I never like I didn't say, oh, well, now they're my favorite band or anything like that. I just started listening to them a lot more. Went to see my first show, and then I was like, I want to go see another show. So I saw another show, and another show, yeah. another show. I mean, now I'm what sixteen shows in, and about to in October, I'm going to see them twice. Um, we're going to they're playing Tuscaloosa. Oh, so yeah. uh, at uh, Druid City Music Hall. Okay. So I'm going to see him there, and then we're going up the next weekend to go see him in Memphis. Is it for the block party? No, they're not doing the block party this year. So I guess the block – they can the Christmas party, so I guess they're now canning the block party. Because they always say it's always damn rain. It screws everything up on the block party weekend. So mm-hmm. I guess they're just tired of messing with it and stuff. But uh, seeing some pretty good people there too. So, I mean, you know, 15, 16 shows in um, – I'm I'm hooked. <laughs> I mean, they're they're one of the only two bands I've got tattooed on my you know, body. Like, so, my, some of my favorite bands, and like, granted, like Band of Horses. If if you think, I guess more mainstream, probably would be my favorite. I've seen them four times. Yeah, and then like you think more on the local scene. Like if I if I lived in Birmingham, I'd probably catch them most nights of the week. You know, like with Taylor. Yeah. Or you know, early or you know, there's a. If I were to sit down and name them, like I would. Probably leave some handbagby, yeah. uh, just people I really enjoy getting to see. Yeah, I've probably seen them dozens of times. I don't even sure. know how many times I've seen it. I don't even know how many times I booked them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, good problem to have. But uh, man, it's like sixteen times, and I, I'm like a, a buddy of mine that's helping me with some projects right now. He's a he's a panic guy. Yo, yes. And uh, he's like, I've seen him probably 80-something times. And I'm yeah, like, my buddy Chris Jenkins, he has seen him a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's like 80 times. Yeah. What? Yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, it killed me that one time right before the pandemic shut things down. I went to Jackson, Mississippi and saw Lucero on a Tuesday and then went to Birmingham and saw him on a Thursday. And that nearly oh, killed me. Oh, he was a road warrior. Me. That nearly killed me. You know, <laughs> I couldn't imagine, like, if I guess it was, I was doing nothing but following them around, you know, it'd be different, you know, because I could go to the town, sit and wait, you know, and instead of rushing after work to go to a show. Um, but I hated, like, living in those ta- towns when that was coming. Yeah. Like, uh, and I'm over it now, but at that time, like, 
which I, I still kind of believe in the get the behind me hippie. But uh, I remember like short time of like staying around Foley and Gulf Shores, and when the hippies came to town, yeah, everyone that was local was just. <sighs> Here we yeah. go. With, here we go with this. Yeah, they're gonna tear up the city. They're gonna litter. They're gonna, you know, the whole place is gonna smell like a skunk. <laughs> and you know, with just Julian Pot. <laughs> yeah, 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 Chompa. Yeah. And uh, and then like I was down there to experience it and all the grief, and it's like great. They come. They came. They saw. Now we get to clean up their mess. Yeah. But I, I think over like recent years, I don't know if they've gotten better or the etiquette's kind of changed. But it seems like they've started to pick up after themselves. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about all that. I saw Panic twice um, when I was in high school um, over at Mississippi State for free. They played twice, uh-huh. um, and apparently they played the W. I think. Uh, years ago too. Um, Whatever happened to that? Like yeah. the W doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I mean like that they now. don't have that many concerts at MSU anymore. I remember seeing Jesus Jones over there during the height of you know right here right now. They've had Tom Petty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was at the Hump though, not uh, the amphitheater. Yeah. 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 So I mean they've had some big ones at the at the Hump. Aerosmith and. Yeah. Goo Goo Dolls and Tonic and all that same, stuff. Same yeah. with Rick's, though. Rick's has yeah. historically had some big shows. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't guess I've ever experienced it um, because I just left Starville and came back to Columbus when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. So I never got to see what happened. I didn't leave a mess, you know. Um, I didn't feel like anybody around me left a mess, but yeah. <laughs> who knows. <laughs> yeah, and it, it may have just been like it was just a town full of people who were just over their shit, you know. <laughs> it just... Yeah. Generally, did not like them. Maybe, maybe that was it. So who knows? Another beer. Yeah, let's go. All right, we're done talking about those stinking hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, I mean, I never, I guess, was one of those hippies. I always, I looked growing up. I looked like a hippie. I use more punk, man. But from the but my attitude seen. and my dress was more like a punk. Yeah. Um. So. I would say I was more Sex Pistols than Grateful Dead. Um, a little more exploited than Widespread Panic, but yeah. <laughs> I still, I mean, I've, I've just appreciated all that music. Man, just uh, just had Wade Leonard on the show, and that reminded me of it. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think it was his youngest when he was probably, you know, four or five, young little guy, and uh, Wade asked him, so what's your favorite band? He said, uh, the Beastie Boys. And uh, I'm, I can't remember the other one, but it was in that vein. And, yeah. like, you know, the post was, are we good parents? Or... <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think he did a great yeah, job. Your kids like the Beastie Boys at five, six years old? Yeah, dude. Yeah. He did great. Man, I mean, my son never, he, and I don't know if he still does even, but he never really was. He never was a fan of anybody's. Um, I know at one point he went through this Skrillex phase. So he was kind of like, and but he was all whatever's kinda, in the video games he's gonna love. I uh, think that's in in my generation or our generation. I think that's how a lot of people got famous was Tony Hawk's video game. And it's like if you were in Tony Hawk's video game, everybody knew who the hell you. That's were, how I found you know? Rise Against Man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, Aiden was was um, into Skrillex, which if you ask me, it sounds like you take a police scanner and throw it in the dryer. I don't disagree. That's what Skrillex sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But he loved, when he was growing up, he loved Weezer. Beverly Hills, I mean, I I think Weezer's cool, 
but I don't give a shit if I ever hear Beverly Hills again because my son bored out so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, when it comes to Weezer or uh, I, I found a copy of it at Oz Music. R.I.P. Man, hate that one out. Hate that's gone. What? Oz Music is no more. Oh. Well, they're just in a little smaller place. No, it's completely. Now they're done. Yeah, they're done. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I think Jay, my buddy Jason, sold out of that a while back. Yeah. But uh, they, I was I was flipping through some of their CDs and like they had like B sides and rarities of like Weezer and uh, oh, I'm blanking on the front man's name. I can't believe that. Uh, River Cuomo. River Cuomo. They had uh, basement tapes of his, and I, I grabbed a copy of that. That's weird, isn't it? Bangers, though. Yeah? You think so? It, it's like Weezer songs before they were Weezer songs. Because like, I, I remember them releasing one song to us in radio when I was doing Indies Only, and it was some acoustic weird. It was like a quarantine thing, I think. Yeah, and it would be I, in it that was, vein. It totally was not something I could play on. The like the 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 one that I had, it's an older track, dude. This is probably like early two thousands when this Rivers Cuomo basement yeah oh, okay. CD came out, and it was uh, so something completely different then. Oh yeah, it was like uh, songs from like their early albums before they were Weezer songs. It was just him and an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and then like, ooh man, you with the band is awesome. Like <laughs> like no, nothing against like you in yeah. your basement just jamming, but it was like. Thank God for Weezer, because yeah. it took it to the next level. Sure, know? sure. Yeah, You know what that reminded me of, for some strange reason? Totally off kilter, but I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick. Yeah. The Live at Budokan version. Smashing one everybody knows is amazing. That's the only, that's the only one that they play on your radio. Go look at the, or go listen to the album version. It's a totally different song, and it sucks <laughs> so bad. It's, it's so good when it's yeah. live, but yeah. when it's not live, it's like, what the hell? <clears throat> I don't know. Rock and roll all night? Yeah. When it's not live, it's not the same damn song. It's so weird. Man, we were talking about Bob Dylan recently, uh, and like, just, you know, he's still playing today. And uh, the last, last time of... <laughs> okay and last time my buddy called him he was like i was like amongst uh, a lot of younger people who i guess were just recently exposed to him and weren't familiar with what a live dylan show would be and you know you could tell he was halfway through a song before they realized what song it was because yeah. like he believes in like i guess the song has a life it's not like the original yeah like let's do it a different. Like way. I shot the sheriff. It, it might take you a little while to get there. Yeah. Or yeah. you know whatever. Uh, blowing in the wind. Blowing yeah. in the wind. Yeah. You know you're not. It's going to take you a little bit because it's going to be a lot different than what you heard. Yep. Twenty thirty years ago, and he was like, you could tell like they left halfway through the show because they were disappointed. It's like I kind of I put some respect on that, you know, like yeah. letting it grow. But I mean, uh, yeah. And I, I mean, don't disagree with your why either. But well, I saw I saw Dylan about twenty five years ago. And Starkville, and I walked out halfway through. It's about four songs in. I said, "Screw this!" He did "Blowing in the Wind." He's like he was drunk. I don't know if he's just whatever. I can't imagine seeing him now. I mean, did you ever get a chance to see Jacob in the Wallflowers? I did not. That's that's pretty banging. Yeah, good band, good band, real good songwriter as well. But anyway, but you know, I mean, I left the show, but I mean, I could see some young person 
going to just say they saw Dylan now, you know? I think that's what it I was. I mean, I worked in radio. We got free tickets. I went to see it. I was like, eh. Same thing happened with the Black Crows. Uh, that was one show, another second show Ooh. I walked out on. Boy, Shane is, he's I on fire. He's wanting to piss some people off. I did not like the Black Crows live at all. Now, Shake Your Moneymaker, if I would have went on that tour, I probably would have loved them. And I could probably sit down and watch them now and appreciate what they've done over the years. But at the time, it's that Three Snakes in the Whatever album, you know, with the whatever on the front, <laughs> the optional center on the front. I just, I did not dig it. I couldn't grasp it. It wasn't, wasn't didn't agree to me, appeal to me at all. I, th- I feel that way about North Mississippi All Stars sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I saw them at City Stages once. Like, so, and like, no hate, man. Like, if, if you're into them, you're into them. Sure. God bless you. But, uh, like, it just don't hit home for me. And nothing against the musicianship of the guys. I think they're phenomenal. It's just, it just yeah. ain't for me. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a list of people that fall into the category of bands I should love, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, my big one is Queen. I should love Queen. I mean, I appreciate the the musicianship. I appreciate the talent, but they're just not my my thing. Just don't really get into them. Um, I never have been that big a fan of the Pixies. I like a lot of Pixies stuff, but I'm not a fan. That makes sense. You know, I the the first interview I ever did was the worst interview I ever did, and it was Frank Black over the telephone. Oh man, and. I told him my name was Monk. And so every time he said something, Monk, he would say, my name, Monk. And it, <laughs> he was basically, he knew what I was doing. He knew that I was green when I got on the phone with him. And he knew that I had a questions written down on a piece of paper. He was bound to determine the entire time to make sure that I didn't follow my questions. So I would ask him a question like, how, how, do, you, how do you go about writing a song? And he would totally answer it a completely different way and talk about uh, Kim Deal writing one of the songs or something, you know. Um, he, he taught me a little something about interviewing, you know, and that's to, <laughs> to don't, don't follow the format. I mean, have an idea of what you want. To, I write down now bullet points. This episode of Porch Talk is also sponsored by Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and at checkout use promo code PORCHTALK, all one word. Porch Talk, all one word, receive 20% off your total purchase order and get free shipping. Uh, Manscaped sent me the performance package 4.0 that comes with their beard trimmer, uh, the Weed Whacker, which is for those unsightly ear and nose hairs, and then the lawnmower, which is for you downstairs. It also comes with the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. Uh, that is for um, it's for your genitalia there, there boys. Uh, it'll keep you from, uh, if you've ever been in the South in the summer, uh, you know a little bit about how it feels down there. And those two wonderful products will uh, help you feeling cool and keep you smelling good so you don't smell like a foot. So go to manscaped.com. And if they are the leading company when it comes to men's grooming they also the performance package comes with the most comfortable pair of underwear i've ever owned so if you have never given manscaped a try i highly recommend them you can go to manscaped.com use porch talk as your promo code at checkout receive 20 percent off your total purchase order and uh man just look at my beard if that says anything about them 
should say it all. I got the best beard around. No doubt about it. Now, back to the show. More so than questions. I don't write out the questions because I'm just going to, I'm going to read that question and it's going to sound like I'm reading a question and then they're going to answer it like they are, you know? Um, I fell into it one time too. I was interviewing Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke over the phone before their show in Tuscaloosa or in Birmingham. And um, I asked him, um, it was like I remembered at like three o'clock that at 305 I was supposed oh. to have a call with him. So I was like, oh, let me write out a couple quick questions. And I had, he was the boy, it was horrible. And I'd interviewed him before and I've interviewed him since and have met him and talked with him and everything. But that one time, it's just like I went by this Had thing. a one-off. So, yeah, so Black Francis, Frank Black, whatever he wants to call himself, that was – but it's really cool. He helped me to grow as a as a person. But the Pixies, unfortunately, fall under that. I should love them, but I don't. The Talking Heads, I should love them, but I don't. There's, uh, <laughs> there, there are a couple, like, Talking Heads songs that just, like, wow, these guys are just everything. And then yeah. I try to dive into the catalog, and I'm like – that's uh, all. That's all there yeah. is. Frank Zappa should love him, but don't. Mm. You know, I mean, everybody, like I, I, I can. Everybody's in the, the the David Byrne bandwagon now. They're all like, "Oh, David Byrne, David Byrne, David Byrne." I'm like, kind of mid, huh? He's yeah, he's talking heads. <laughs> I still feel the same way. <laughs> I want to <laughs> like him, but I but don't. You know, uh-huh. a lot of classic rock bands that are like that. Um, and now. There are bands that I don't like. We won't talk about those because no, no need to be disrespectful. But because um, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I could have I could have many bands that I just never care to hear from. All right, we're gonna have a few more beers, <laughs> and we're gonna start shit. Get this out of me. <laughs> we're, gonna go, we're gonna exercise this demon. Talking about Kid Rock. Talking about going. <laughs> oh man, so uh, one, we we have polished off the okra. We have moved over to Good People Brewing out of Birmingham, Alabama, to snake. their hazy snake, the hazy snake handler. No way, this is just the hazy snake. Now there's a it's a go to. There's a snake <laughs> handler, a hazy snake, and now there's a hazy snake handler. Yeah, that hazy snake handler sounds like something that puts you under. <laughs> no, snake handler's still the worst. Um, Hazy Snake, I think, is second best. Mm. Um, we the worst. I mean, Snake Handler being the best, number one. Um, Hazy Snake followed by Hazy Snake Handler, in my opinion. I don't know if I've had a Hazy Snake Handler. Yep. It's, uh, uh, I forget what's called, the Cans of Orange, I think. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, good stuff. Yeah, I wish we, uh, I wish it was just snake handler available around here but uh nice. just it's and it's it's time it's out i mean i follow good people on instagram and they've announced that it's out so it's out or yep it's out it's that time of year oh boy yes twice a year i think it's spring and fall they uh, release the snake handler and man it's hard my to beat. goodness why can't you do it all year round i don't know like ghost of the machine and the snake handler those are probably my two favorite beers yeah well, I'm, with exception to Druid City Brewing. Yeah, I would say the Lamplighter is my favorite IPA. My favorite double IPA is Snake Handler. Um, I mean, we can just branch off after that. My favorite beer of all time. I don't even like porters, but I could drink a Druid City porter all day. Well, my favorite beer of all time comes out of Huntsville, um, straight to Ale Brewing Company, who owns Druid City Brewing Company. Um, they've got a Russian Imperial Stout called the Light Leica. Leica. The first dog that went into space. So it's like a but 
Now you can get Leica, regular Leica. You can get Leica aged in bourbon barrels or Leica. My favorite is the Leica aged in Cabernet barrels. Hey. It is so boozy. It is so good. It is the best beer on the planet. Is this so, like, we need to make a trip up the house? Well, is this what this needs to happen? you got to find when they get it. Because Hop City used to have it all the time. But now, you hardly ever see it there when you go. Yeah, people done found a good thing. Yeah, it's been, it's it been at least three years since I've had the Leica Hazel Cabernet Barrels. Every now and again, Lusa Brews and Tuscaloosa will have the Leica on bourbon barrels. But never Cabernet on tap. Man, yeah, I know. Shout out to you, Lucy. Yes, man. man. Woo! Hey, and it would wake you up, too. You ever find yourself over there in Tuscaloosa? Hop in there at Lucy Brews and ask them about that 63rd tap, giving you a little pro tip here. Yes. Yeah, 63rd tap will get you uh, will get you messed up. With, <laughs> with a quickness. Yeah. That's typically their big, you know, 15% uh, beer. They're, they're one aged in uh, oil barrels or, you know, stuff like that. It's some crazy stuff, you know, aged yeah. in molasses barrels. <laughs> you be like, what? Just give me, give me one. Next thing you do, you done pounded down three, and you can barely yep, walk. Yep, it's good. Good thing you only got to walk to Bryant Denny, and you can put your, <laughs> you put your arms around some shoulders and get in there. What now? They're serving beer at uh, Bryant Denny now, right? Oh, that's true. What kind of beer are they serving there? Sixteen ounce domestic. Uh and for probably Bud, eight, Bud Light Corona. Yeah, eight bucks a pop too. Wow, yeah. Mm. Not worth it. Mm-mm. I'll keep doing what I do. I'll wear my boots and fill it up with shooters of whiskey. <laughs> there you go. I've <laughs> been doing it for years. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I can totally see you, man. A pair of a pair of jorts and some boots walking up in a bride, did he? <laughs> mm-hmm. Putting on a, putting out the vibe. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, you got the two words on my mind. Yeah, if you... <laughs> Roll tight. <laughs> there you go. I thought you were going to say something perverted or oh, something. Oh, no. <laughs> we're keeping like, it wholesome. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that comes after. <laughs> after the dub. Yeah. <laughs> if we lost, I'm, tick, I'm tucking my tail between my legs, and I'm getting back to the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anybody who wears jorts. I mean, if I had me a pair of pants that fit that well, I could cut them off, I'd do it. So... Well, I do what I do. There you go. <laughs> Shorts. <laughs> Get, getting back on it, man. What about, uh, like, drive-by truckers? Like, uh, what came first, man? I remember I found the drive-by truckers at a, a field party, great big old bonfire, and the guy that was running the party that night just had a great taste of music. It was drive-by truckers and it was jason isbell and it was everybody in that vein lee lee bain and the glory fires and like it was just that playlist and i didn't know it at the time i didn't know who i was listening to i knew it was good and i knew it felt right out there in that cow field sure but uh it it, that was my first experience and i was like dude the, the you know the night that john henry died and yeah on and on decoration day on and on you know yeah for me i guess it came um, I had heard about them through the record before the Dirty South, which is the one with Hell No, I Ain't Happy on it, whatever that record was called. I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, it um, but it was that record. I had to. I got the CD in the mail at the radio station, and I loved it. And then there, there come a time when Hurricane Shane and I were working at Z100.5, 
and the drive-by truckers were playing Birmingham. So Patterson Hood was driving from wherever, and um, it was called Decoration Day. Um, so Patterson Hood was driving from wherever and stopped through Tuscaloosa and did an interview with us. So I got to talk to Patterson Hood. So that's kind of where I really became Athens, real, finest, man. real familiar with um, drive-by truckers. But if you want to look at it, it came way earlier. This is totally a cool story, I think. Um, and I've still got it on DVD. There was a, a person that came to me and said, hey, we're doing this show. My friends are doing this TV show. It's a music, um, kind of a music show. And they need a person to be the voice of the show. Will you audition? I'm like, sure. So they sent me a you're, script. You're, talk, you're talking the monk. I'm yeah. Like, they, well, this is way before. This is when I was still here. Oh, man. In Columbus. So before I went to Tuscaloosa. So 20 plus years ago. And so... I did it. It was a voiceover for a show called America Amplified. And the bands that were featured on it, I got to go back and watch it, but <coughs> Drive By Truckers were one of the bands and Elf Power. It was basically, it's going to take place in different cities. This one was in Athens. So 20 plus years ago, I do a voiceover. And so what happens is the guys on the show, all the, the bands, they sit down and they're given a briefcase and they open the briefcase and this light comes up and tells uh-huh. them, and it's my voice telling them what the what they got to do next. Oh man! So it was pretty cool, <laughs> and it was fun to be standing in Tuscaloosa out on the back patio, smoking cigarettes with Patterson Hood. And um, I said, "Yeah, I did this voiceover for this show called America Amplified one time. It never the, the pilot never hit, <laughs> yeah. so it never became a thing." And Patterson was like, "I remember that." It was like we sat down on the couch and opened a briefcase. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> That's the so one. It was really cool. There was that connection between he and I, and we didn't really even know each other, you know? Man, yeah. And I don't know who was sitting on the couch. It was he and Cooley, maybe Jason Isbell or somebody. I got to go back and rewatch the DVD, but I don't even have a DVD player anymore. So, who does? Yeah, story? and then the computers don't even come with them anymore. So you can't watch them on your laptop. But <laughs> you got your one yours. <laughs> I don't have one in mine. So. But that was, yeah, so I go back that far of knowing who they were, probably 10 years of, now we'll say maybe 15, 16 years of knowing, actually loving their music. Hardest working band in the land, dude. They're, they're doing pretty good. They tour a lot. I mean, you got to think about a lot of those bands, you got to give them props because that's how they became who they are. You know, to think about Zach Brown Band and American Aquarium, um, House, I mean, household names now, but they yeah. they busted it. But wide I mean, they, just because they've been touring forever, you know. I mean, that's how Darius Rucker and Hootie the Blowfish became who they are. So they just toured. They toured and toured and toured and toured. Lucero, not a household name, but they've freaking they tour all the time. They take three or four or five days off, and then they're back out on the road for two, three, four, five days. You know. Um, all these weird little tours that they're doing with, with them and this Ben and it's bike riders and it's whatever, you know. So um, that's what you got to do, I guess. I mean, and a lot of people like it, but you think about some of the bands that you've seen before they actually became something. Like I saw Sister Hazel at what's now Druid City Music Hall, used to be Jupiter. Um, I saw Sister Hazel with Zach Brownman opening up years ago. 
And to and think about that it, now. It would be reversed. Yes, it would be reversed. And if, half the people that listen to Zach Brown will have no clue who Sister Hazel was. Yeah. So it probably would happen that way, you know. Uh, Jason Isbell, I mean, look at what he's become since the drive-by truckers. You know, he could easily host a show and have the drive-by truckers come and open up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No problem. Wouldn't be nothing. Yeah. And, and to think about that, you had uh, well, drive-by truckers and, okay, Lee Baines. Wasn't he a part of it at one time? Not truckers, no. Not truck. I'm thinking about uh, well, Cooley. <laughs> I get mixed up. Yes, Cooley. But uh, yeah, it is. Bro- branched off, very successful. Yep, Shauna Tucker. Uh, Patton. Yep. Uh, shout out to him and uh, Bronson at uh, Dialback, man. They're killing it right now. Yeah, Matt Patton. Yeah, uh, Taylor just finished recording his record there. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, because it all is like this This uh, seven degrees of the Dexatines. You know, to think about all the bands that have been started. Okay, instead of the, instead of the degrees of Kevin Bacon, yes, we're doing seven this. degrees of the Dexatines. Because <laughs> you think about all the guitar players. Then we brought Armstrong, played yeah, with them. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor's played with them, still plays with them. Uh, Lee Baines, Matt Patton. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who, am I, who am I forgetting? There's more in there, I think. Yeah, there but it's is. It's like they've had so many bands. There's Model Citizen. There's The Blips. There's Taylor Hollingsworth Solo. There's Brad Armstrong. There's Timbers. There's whatever, you know? 13 Ghosts. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, it's like so many bands were started after the Dexatines started. Um, and I wish that the... I found them too late and I was born too late. Yeah, I, I there there is nothing I wouldn't give. Like I, I saw him at Avondale live for the first time, and you know called Taylor Hollingsworth up on stage, got to see him rip it. Yeah, and watched the show with Ham Bagby, who is probably one of the biggest Texas team fans there is. Yeah. That, you know that's Ham's favorite band. Yeah, wow. And uh, just and like during the show, you know every now and then Ham would like tell me a story of back in the day, you know of like you know Dexatine heyday back in Tuscaloosa yeah. and. Man, it's like, and just seeing them that night, and I was like, this, this would have been, I would have been at every possible show if I was born 10, 15 years earlier. Yeah. Well, the Dexatines, that's, that's, I think, the thing that I wish was different about the Dexatines is that they weren't, they weren't so sporadic. I wish they toured. And did I know they toured? They went on a tour because my buddy Ronnie joined them on bass when Matt left to go to the drive by truckers or whatever, and or couldn't tour with them. And they went on a little tour, that, but I wish they would play around more often. Um, it's just a, you got to hope that in a year and a half, two years, you get to see them. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think that was? It was like they were all just working full time jobs and I trying think to so, yeah. trying to hold the band you know, together. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what the situation is, but uh, I mean, I've seen them a couple times. Um, I saw him, I think one of the coolest shows, I saw him at City Stages in Birmingham, RIP, which is no more. Um, but uh, I saw them, I think they played right before Blind Melon played. But Blind Melon with the new lead singer, Travis, not with yeah, Shannon Hoon. Might have uh, a member of the Blind Melon coming on Porch Talk soon. Just, uh, maybe. Just putting that out there in the... Right, out there. there in the... The Rogers? Yeah. There you go. There you go, yeah, he's coming back around and uh, yeah, gonna meet him. Very cool, man. We'll see. Yeah, very cool. Hey, um, that's a story I'd like to have told on here. Yeah, I've never I've met Rogers before, but um, never hung out or anything. 
Um, I've hung out around the Blind Melon guys. They've been around, but they always seemed like at the time. I know Shannon was more into the women than he was <laughs> the guys or whatever. But um, but like JM, James Michael, Roger's brother, James Michael Stevens, JM Stevens, um, he and I knew each other growing up. But Rogers was his older brother and had already moved off and all that stuff. So Rogers was not somebody that I hung out with. Yeah. But he's a cool guy. Great guitar, fucking great guitar player. Yeah. That band, I think, is based around his sound. I think he came in with this certain style of guitar playing. I don't know, maybe it's a West Point style or whatever. I don't know how to put my finger on it, but it was unique. Yeah, very much so, you know. And then, I mean, he and, and he and Brad had been playing together for years because they moved to Los Angeles together mm-hmm. um, with another dude. I think his name is Lenny, playing uh, ba- uh, uh, drums. Sorry, um, Concrete Jungle was the name of the band. Uh, my cousin, who was a musician growing up and knew all those guys, gave me this newspaper article, and on the front page it was like headed to California, and it was it was Rogers. And Brad and this Lenny character moving to Los Angeles, their band Concrete. I think it was Concrete Joe. Like you can mention this to him and see if he remembers any of it. I have no idea if he right does, on, or if man. like my memory's maybe a little scratchy or whatever. Because it always seems like when mom and I have conversations now, she never remembers the things I remember growing up, you know? So it may be that case, but uh some good stuff nonetheless. Yeah, dude. I don't Yeah. Ooh, blind melon. Well, dude. Yeah. Uh, but the Dexter teams played before them. Totally, it wasn't like a we're opening for blind melon kind of thing. It was just like a we're scheduled before them. I had city stages. That's the way it was. It was a big festival. So, yeah. Kid Rock and Willie Nelson and tons of other people played. You know. So, yeah, I'm all over the place tonight, man. That's, the hazy snake is hitting me. Cheers to that, dude. Cheers. Well, if we're going to call it Dirty South, we've covered Lucero, we've covered Drive-By, Dexatines, of seven degrees of Dexatines. I mean, that's we've, we've hit them. I've, I would consider them all to be in that category. Yeah, definitely. Um, th- there was a band out of Birmingham. Is it, do, you, do you put a geographical stamp on it? I, I, like a, I, I think it's... I think it's a Georgia. You said I, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, maybe Tennessee because of because uh, of Lucera. I mean, we'll find there's some Mississippi in there somewhere. Um, another band that I want to point out that you need to put in there that you need to check out because I know maybe you haven't, maybe you have the Quadrajets. Never heard of it. Band out of Birmingham. Write that shit down. Quadrajets. Because you'll dig the Quadrajets. Yes, and all those bands, Dexatines, I'm sure played 50 shows with the Quadrajets. Really good band out of Birmingham. I thought I was going to have to look them up, but I also remembered it. So Went right in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it goes, nice. yeah. But, I mean, you can't really – you can't – that type of music, like do yourself a favor if you have Spotify, if you have um, Pandora, whatever you use to consume your music, you're just going on a computer random looking or whatever – Go to Artist Radio and just get into some of these bands. There's so many. Alejandro Escovedo, and there's, there's just tons of people that, that you're going to grasp onto that you're going to like because it's going to bounce between like country. You're going to hear some Charlie Crockett in there, some uh, maybe Sierra Farrell, and then you're going to get into like some John Prine. You maybe get into the Dexatines. 
You'll get into Jimmy Duck Holmes. It's going to just span. Maybe can take you over to Nick's shoulders. Yeah, exactly. I get know. a little yodeling going. Yes, little man. Ain't nobody better at yodeling, in my opinion, than Leanne Rhymes and Nick Shoulders. That's and I know that's, she yodels so much. I, I, I didn't know that. I learned something new just then. Shout out to you, Leanne. <laughs> I used to love Leanne Rhymes. You, you can yodel so. for me anytime she you is like. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I mean that that's the cool thing about listening to music, any music. You know, it's just like you think about, like, I'm going to love the Sex Pistols. Go to Sex Pistols Radio mm-hmm. and see the bands. You're going to hear television. You're going to hear The Clash. Um, you're going to hear The Misfits. Um, maybe even uh, Pennywise and No Effects and whoever, you know. It's just like this world's going to open up. That's the one thing that I love so much about what I do and what I've done in the past is the fact that I can start with Squirrel Flower. Uh-huh. And then before I'm done, I'm a fan of widespread panic you know what i mean (laughs) totally man uh episode before this one is a it's a brand new project singer songwriter project called mad good out in san francisco uh constantine is the cat's name and uh i was sent his music through the the pr uh folks i work with they sent sent his music to me and asked like you interested in having him on the show he needs exposure he's brand new Mad, mad good. Mad good. It's not even like first place you're gonna be able to hear it is on this show. Yeah, awesome. It's like, and then uh, he's about to start dropping singles. He's gonna release uh, release the the album in November, mid November, and I highly recommend it. And when I was listening to it, I could tell that we had a lot in common. Yeah. As far as influences, and then during the interview, I bring up Beck, Elliot Smith. Jack Johnson, all the things that I heard while I was listening to his music, I was yeah. like, I hear this, I hear that, I hear, and yeah. then I was like, is this true? Is Did it come from this? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. We, and like you said, go to these artist radios, Yeah. and if you go back to the Sex Pistols, it'll walk you up to today, Yeah. and who was influenced and inspired yeah. by that, and yeah. I was like, it lives on, <laughs> and it takes new shapes, it takes new forms, Yeah. And uh, and that's one thing I was telling him, is uh, music has never sounded better today than it than it has to me. Like, yeah, I do look back on, like, man, I miss the Ramones or whatever else, right, or the Clash. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I don't mind the guys who are inspired by the Clash sure, either. I sure. like the Hives. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. Oh, man, Hives are so good. So, yeah, I think, like, for me, I always said, and we've discussed this before, that music's never sounded better to me than it did in the early 90s when Nirvana broke. And all of a sudden, sure. the music that I've been listening to for a couple of years was freaking hot, and everybody loved it, and it was everywhere. Sonic Youth and Dallas and Chains and Pearl Jam, it was like, hell yeah, Mud Honey, here we go. you know. Um, but now I agree because there's so many different ways to consume music. And my mind, I think, is used to that, so it's a lot more open to mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. Probably even more open than it was back then. you know. Um, I mean, I would rush into my hair metal stuff still while I listen to Nirvana. I still listen to Bang Tango, you know, or Tiger Tales or whoever, you know. Um, But now I think just with so much, so many different ways and options, I think it's it's just the world, your oyster, just take it and run with it, man. Yeah. And it's about to be fall, and fall is the best time to listen to music. 
No kidding, and I almost forgot that. I, like, I don't know what it was. I was thinking quarter one is it, and then I'm looking at everything that's coming out quarter three. Yeah. Like, uh, and almost into quarter four. Like, when you get into quarter four, it's slow songs. Yeah. But, like, right now where we're at, like, September's about to start banging. Yeah. And then October comes around, like you said. It's about to, it's about to ease up a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you have a point there. Well, the point I was making was that music, to me, sounds better when it's cooler outside. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but you do make a point, yes. Music, the, the best stuff is released at the beginning of the beginning summer. Beginning of summer. And yeah. the beginning of yeah. fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, for me. I mean, I work country radio for 11 years, so that's when the, the bangers hit in the, the start of summer. End of spring, start of summer, and then the slow ass stuff hits in October, November. Did you have a summer song this year? That was something weird about this year. You know, I, 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 didn't, I, I, didn't, a, I didn't have anything that was like, this is, this is it. Okay, yes. I had a summer artist this year. Oh. I fell face first, knee deep into Post Malone this year, <laughs> and I'm a huge fan freaking fan now wow i love everything about the dude for one he is he seems to be the nicest person anybody in the world has ever met he's always smiling always a joy to be around when you see people meet him on the streets or whatever when he comes out of bloomingdale's or whatever but i just his music man i've really gotten into it so he was my summer artist do you remember uh, how it all started for him i do not i don't know the whole story bob dylan cover on youtube Really? That's how he I know was, he's a fantastic uh, guitar player. That's how he was discovered. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it was, uh, I mean, everything that he is today. And it's, 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 it's been an unreal journey for yeah. the guy. Are you a fan? Yeah, dude. Okay. I, yeah. I've got no, no qualms with that cat. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's one of those guys, like, and I, I'll never understand it for the life of me. Like, uh, and I had someone perfectly explain why Nickelback is hated. Yeah. It ain't Nickelback. It's their fans. It's almost like Alabama football for some people. They, it's not the team, it's the fans. But uh, like, I think a lot of people don't like Post Malone because of his success story. And I think a lot of people are jealous or they got envious. Like, well, man, that could have been me. Well, that I can understand. But let me, let's get, go back to this Nickelback thing. So you're telling me that I don't like Creed and I don't like Nickelback because they're fans. No, I know you. I know why you don't like it. <laughs> but I like. But like when 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 I posed that question uh, to my buddy, I was like, you know, looking back at the time, I mean, Creed did a NFL, you know, Super Bowl halftime show, Chris Stapp, all that. I wasn't the biggest Creed fan. Scott, yeah, Chris Scott, and uh, I was like Nickelback going back on that. I was like. I was skating to it at Skate Zone, and at the time it was fine. And I just remember five years later, for whatever reason, everybody turned on Nickelback. Yeah. And I, for the life of me, I didn't know why, but it was just cool to hate them. Yeah. And then he was like, don't you, don't you remember their fan base? And I was like, that might have been <laughs> See, it. Now, for me, it was never the fan base. It was just like there was when Creed hit, there was this – it's just same as like I always post, say post grunge thing. It, no, it's like yes, whatever you want to call it. We talked about that before. It's just like when the Killers hit, everything sounded, sounded like, like the freaking yeah. Killers. When Creed hit, everything sounded like Creed. I did not like the things that sounded like Creed. 
I don't know why. Because at first I was I bought in to my own prison or whatever the first record was. I bought in. I thought, okay, this is cool. But then the second record came along, and then Godsmack became a thing. And I thought, <laughs> how pretentious. Stand alone. I thought how that that voice <laughs> disturbed is another one of those bands. Now you're gonna get category. you're gonna go to corn and you're gonna go to Limp Biscuit. I don't like gonna... corn. I don't I never liked the new metal thing. That was I think I was a little older then. And I would rather have Rage Against the Machine. Kind of takes you back to shit fest, don't it? Mm, that Woodstock, 98. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess Shout so. out to DMX, though. That was probably his best live performance ever. Uh, you know, that documentary, was, have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't. It's worth checking out. But, like, I, I'm not a fan of, like, the new metal scene either. Yeah. Uh, like, I went back the other day, like, a buddy of mine was like, I've been into a, a Limp Biscuit kick. And I was like, I left, and I was like, why? And I just typed in Limp Biscuit and... You know, he did it all for the nookie, whatever else. Yeah. And I was like, I went back and tried to listen to it, and I was like, I still don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still not here. I mean, I can tolerate if I have to hear break stuff, but other than that, I still don't care. Even their cover of The Who's Behind Blue Eyes, it was good. We played it on the radio, but... Yeah, I I remember it being being on. Yeah, I'm like, not a fan, but I mean, nothing against the guys and what they've accomplished and what they're... It's just a style thing. It's just something I don't care for. I should probably like corn, but I don't, you know? Um, But something happened. Whenever Creed, some (coughs) stigma hit my brain that I could not like anything that sounded remotely like Creed. And I just didn't, it just made me like, you know, mm-hmm. and Nickelback fell in that. Now I'll give Chad Kroger is a fantastic songwriter. Dude can write a hook. And the band can write a hook, you know, yeah, they got it, but I don't have to dig it. <laughs> what about like when it, like this, and this is what I've been going back on and listening to past couple of weeks is this is 2005. And I guess it's like, it's emo. It's the only way to put it. Sure. It would be uh, uh, Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, I love them. Uh, the Used. The Used. My Chemical Romance. Yeah, My Chemical of Motion City Soundtrack. Say Anything. Uh, man, why I'm, uh, Hawthorne Heights. Yeah. Oh, yes. Man, I love Hawthorne yeah. Heights. It, it was like that yeah. That early 2000s, uh, even Aiden. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, Aiden. I do. With the E, yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, all, the, all those, like that... Man, past two weeks, I've just been blowing my eardrums out with that stuff. And I was yeah, like, that's oh, good. man. And, and that's one thing they say. And it's, I think it's true, and I think we've talked about it, is whatever you were listening to during high school will never leave you. Yeah. Like, you, you can always go back to that. True. I guess that's the way. I mean, you, you find your own classic rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, for you, you being a little younger than me, I think maybe there are people who find there's two sides to emo. There's the emotional side and there's the screamo side. Yeah. I, I, I landed more on the scream. I landed all on the scream. The use was like, I still love the Pretty use. handsome, awkward. Man. I mean, Taste of Ink. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That whole record just blew me. It still blows me away. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, this morning on my way to the work, I was listening to the used. Yeah. The Wild you brought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still blows my hair back. Yeah. Bayside, you ever listen to those guys? Yes. That was a good band. I mean, there's... there's Think very- about the first... The first installment of of uh, Indies Only, that's what I played. Bayside, Hawthorne Heights, Aiden, Spans like that, you know? I think uh, Vince Sevenfold came out right about the time I was ending the show. Yeah, Bat Season. Yeah, oh, Bat Season is a great song. 
actually the only song that I know. The other songs I know who it is, <laughs> but they they're one of the bands that have a particular sound. Yeah, that what they do. There's, there's no mistake. There's a double guitar sound, like guitar solos mm-hmm. and licks that they do. That's I don't I don't I guess other people do, but that's yeah. what they're known for, in my opinion. I remember like whenever they would come up on Guitar Hero, I'd be like, mm, "Go have to turn the difficulty down on this one." <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, dude. Like yeah, every other note. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but I've never like. That is that is that is a, a video game like you got a plastic guitar, and like same strummer, you yeah. got buttons for frets. Yeah, I never met someone who was like proficient at guitar in real life that was good at that game. <laughs> and then yeah. you would like the freaks who was like playing uh what a I can't uh through the fire and flames by Dragon Force I think it was yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> that was, my son was that person yeah and but it he was like, play guitar yeah and it was like they could totally slay that and be like here here's yeah. a real guitar I bet you'd like it and be like I don't know what to make yeah. of this madness <laughs> that's but, another thing like we were talking about earlier with Tony Hawk's video game yeah if you're on Guitar Hero shit yeah you gotta you, they did a good job of exposing you to like it went classic man. all the way up to today man yep I mean Avenged Sevenfold got some did they were on there mm-hmm. they were, oh, they were on the second one who all was on there? Yeah, Weezer was on there. They Weezer. did uh, My Name is Jonas, so, so they, oh, yeah, they yeah. took a deeper cut. Check it out. Yeah, I never was. I played Guitar Hero a time or two, but that was, uh, yeah. I was a little old. They did, uh, they did uh, and I, I bought it, and that, it did help me uh, become an Aerosmith fan. But yeah. it was a Guitar Hero Aerosmith, and uh, it was straight Aerosmith all the way through. Yeah. That's all you did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like deep cuts, like I had never heard their song "Pink." Yeah, that's or, not a deep cut. That was a, that was a radio hit. I never, but yeah, I, I never heard <laughs> yeah, it on the radio. Yeah, to get a grip record, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what, "What's?" And then maybe that's it too. It's like a lot of things that I think are deep, probably because I don't hear it on the radio today. Yeah. Like when you think Aerosmith, you you hear uh, "Dream On." Yeah. And uh, what is there? Well, they actually probably have Simple song and dance, crying. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, you don't really hear the, the yeah. other things. It's like for me, and dude looks like a lady. You can't forget that one. But for me, I'm going to age myself a lot right here. Saw him in, uh, during the permanent vacation tour when dude looks like a lady was a thing. I saw him in Birmingham. <laughs> they were the third live tour that I saw. That's a band I would have loved to have seen. Yeah, they were so good live. I, I liked them. Um, didn't, never loved them, but they were always really good. Got a lot of respect for Aerosmith. Man, yeah. thinking about it today, I mean, like that was, that is a rock and roll band, and maybe it, maybe it just meant something different then. But is there star power like that today? Hell yes. Probably Con- like Foo Fighters. Kanye, Foo Fighters, Post Malone. The weekend, yeah, I, I mean Taylor Swift. Taylor, yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely there. I yeah. guess I'm, we're just living in it, so you don't really. Yeah, I mean the idea of a rock star is. I don't think any different. I don't think it's any different than when the Talking Heads were a thing or when the Beatles broke through. It just you know? looked so much cooler back then, I guess. To yeah, me, it all depends. I mean, wherever you were at, you know. I mean, a Gremlin looked really cool back in the day when you got one brand new. And we're able to drive it around to your friends. But now you look at Gremlins like, whoa. But you can <laughs> Tough, substitute look, it for another vehicle like a Subaru. And you're, you know what I mean? You're in. Yeah. 
So, ooh, that crowd control was a good finish. Yes, crowd control for the finish. So Pro Brewing Company out of uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I've got a friend of mine. Shout out to you, Jesse, if you're out there. Nine percent. We we went. Oh, I didn't know. It was Wait a minute, eight percent. I don't have my glasses on. Let me help you out there. I am. Uh, I didn't have my glasses on. Old. Eight. Eight percent. But uh, that was a that's that's very different composed to that hazy snake. That's a good close, man. That's like, how do you describe that? Like the hazy snake is just a hazy IPA, but this one is like a, totally. Different. I think we're getting a little boozier as we go along. Yeah, I think that's what this is. Because I don't think we started out with a double though. Is hazy snake a double? No, the okra is. Oh, I know that. Uh, the hazy. Let's see. I put my dang glasses on. Put your eyeballs on. Yeah, it says nowhere on the can. It's just a hazy IPA, a centric Southern ale. Yeah, it doesn't even have an ABV on it. I don't, I don't think Alabama has to anymore. Do they not? I know that. Yeah. So if I'm gonna rate the three beers we had, I'm gonna say hazy snake first. Crowd control second, okra third. Not nothing was wrong with any of them. The okra was a fine beer, but my palate is used to the crowd control. Yeah, and definitely used to anything. That's uh, first out. sip of that crowd control, buddy. I was ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I was going to tell you about uh, Sopro. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. I'm taking me and Jess here going down to Hattiesburg, and it just so happened that Southern Prohibition, like, uh, they're they were in reconstruction like i guess they were expanding the brewery yeah and they were closed and he's freaking out like from macon mississippi all the way to about 30 minutes north of hattiesburg can we please 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 go to the brewery can we please go to the brewery dude yeah. like when we get there we should go to the brewery yeah. i was like you know I, a little bird told me that we should probably <laughs> go, go to the brewery yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like i guess you're a fan he was like it's my favorite brewery, and it's in Hattiesburg, and we got to go. And I was like, "Yeah, it's it, awesome. We man. can we can do it, you do know." It, yeah, but uh, shout out to them, great beer. Well, I, I guess I've always been lucky because being you know living in Tuscaloosa for as long as I did, I lived in the same town as my favorite brewery. So, um, and then my second favorite brewery was just up the way in Birmingham. Good people, man. So, I guess I've always lucked out, <coughs> and I'll find something good at all of them, you know. Anywhere we go, I'm going to find. I've been to some really cool breweries. Um, um, Port City Brewing Company in Alexandria, Virginia is a great brewery. Um, there's one down in New Orleans called, oh my goodness, <coughs> Brew Caray. I think it is. Excellent brewery down there. Um, and then all over the country, I've been to different other ones that are amazing. <coughs> it's kind of a play on Vaucare, but Brucare. You know, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like uh, uh, West Point had that really good uh, store you could go that had a really good craft brew collection. Smokestack probably still does. Still there, yeah. Uh, I haven't been in a long time. River Hill, uh, they quit serving them cold. They still got a pretty good selection. <coughs> Munson's got a great selection, but I wish like there was a place close to here that had something like that that would. 
reach out to like, hey, Virginia, we want and, – and granted, it may be difficult to get a Virginia beer in Mississippi. Yeah, because they have to get in with a distributor down here. And I don't think that the um, distributors down here, they don't look at craft beer like, say, a place like Colorado or North Carolina or Alabama. They don't look at the craft beer like those bigger cities do. Yeah. I think they're, they're getting a little better at it, but I think – I mean, there needs to be – in every town, there needs to be someone that's focused on the domestics, and there needs to be someone focused on the craft, I think. Because somebody like you and I, we could do what we can do to get the beer here. Whereas most people are just like, I'll push what you're giving me, you know? Yeah, totally. That got, me, that got me burping a little got bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Got you, a little, got, you, got, you, got you going. You got me going. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. We kind of went all over the place. Yeah. That's what we do, man. We had a couple beers in us. Fun times. But I think we did, we, we covered the the drive-by truckers, Dexatines, Lucero, Lee Baines III, and Glory Fires genre pretty well. Um, and, I mean, shout-outs to the... The seven degrees of the Dexatines. Yes, exactly. And you could seven, you, you the really, seven degrees of you could have uh, put that no better. Elliot McPherson. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him. And I mean, by the way, I think uh, October check in DCBC Druid City Brewing Company, uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. If you ever wanted to experience the Dexatines live, uh, look for the Chucker event, which I think is on the fifteenth of October, maybe the sixteenth. The day after Lucero and. Tuscaloosa. Yeah, he might have to be a road dog, buddy. Might have to. And a week before Lucero in Memphis. Damn. <laughs> All good, man. It's good to get out. Yep. If you don't think you're a rock star, nobody else will. That's a good note to leave on right there. There we go. That's Nothing it. else to do. Monk, Shame. thank you so much. Monk is out. Fair enough. <laughs>